0: Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy
1: Women Country. I'm Donna. <laughs> I'm Paula, and today <laughs> we have the extremely talented Ashley Amber with us. How are you doing?
2: Hey, ladies. I'm doing very well, thank you. Just uh, trying to stay cool
1: in this heat, but I'm good. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank Wonderful. you so much for joining us today. <laughs> thank you for having me. Perfect. So, tell all our Crazy Women Country fans who is...
2: Well, um, I am a country singer from Thornton, Colorado, and I am curvy, sassy, and rock a giant (laughs) frohawk. So um, that's kind of the big hits about me, but also um, I'm a singer-songwriter um, all of my current singles and upcoming singles have all been written by me solely or co-written by me. And, um, I'm just a person who loves music and who's passionate about, you know, everything that I do. And I'm just so thankful to be walking in the space that I am, which is, you know, in country music and just thankful for the community embracing me. So I guess I'm just a, a happy singing person. <laughs> that
1: is so cool. I love that.
0: The greatest bio ever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with writing all your music and stuff like that now what do you start with so you usually start with the melody or the lyrics or do you kind of interweave both at the same time um usually it's kind of both but usually like i'll i'll so
2: when i'm walking my new dog guinness my new puppy that i got a couple months ago um I I always get these song ideas that pop in my head. It could be because I'm listening to another song and maybe they'll say something that'll make me think of something else. And I'll be like, Hey, yo, that's a song title. Mm -hmm. And then I'll make a note in my phone and I'll like go back through like sporadically and kind of look at my notes and stuff like that. So then when I go into a writing session with a co-writer or like I decide to like sit down and write myself, I'll just kind of go through my notes and, decide like what I'm feeling in that moment and then I'll be like okay yo I got this song title called this and I'll be like what do you think and I'll be like oh that's cool like what's your vision behind it and then I'll give a little backstory and I'll be like all right let's roll and then we kind of pick out some chords and then once we have a chord progression the melody just kind of comes right out and then we'll kind of put that tagline in there and build from there So that's kind of the way I write. And I typically write the chorus or the hook first. That's where my strength lies. And then we kind of go backwards from there. That's cool.
0: That's awesome. I I always love to hear what everyone does because everyone is so different in what they do. And even when they're writing with other people, it is just you you can tell that when they write with certain people, they do certain things certain ways. And that's why I love to hear that.
2: Yeah, I really enjoy writing with other people because for the same thing, some people are really big on rhyme schemes, some people are really big on melody, some people are really big on, like, verses or this, and it's just really cool to kind of gel with new people and and really learn, you know, from those writers and the techniques that they use, so that's one of my favorite parts about co-writing, is just getting the opportunity for that collaboration.
1: That's cool. Perfect. Perfect. So, We read through your bio. You have had an amazing career so far with some of the things that you've done. It's very, very cool. Um, (laughs) I have to say, I love the idea of the, um, I would always love you tribute to Whitney. Oh, yes. Yes. And then being on Uh, that amazing boat. I mean, that must have been (laughs) an experience.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, you know, that show has taken me to 72 different countries, um, Some of which I got to travel to multiple times and um, most people don't get to see 72 countries. And so the fact that I was able to do that while I was doing something that I love, which is singing and performing in front of thousands of people a night, like honestly, sometimes I sit back and I'm like, was that my life? Like, is that what I used to do? Like, was that a thing for me? Mm -hmm. But it was. And um, Whitney, her music got me through a really hard time in my life when I was younger. And so she's just a woman that I just, I grew up idolizing her voice and, you know, everything about her because her her as an artist and just as a voice, I mean, clearly she's incredible. Mm -hmm. But also what she did for, you know, the Black community as far as being, she was really the first Black female that transcended generations and was a pop artist because usually, you know, black females always get categorized as like R and B or a very specific genre, but she wasn't like she was legitimate pop. And, um, she showed the world like, Hey, we could be pop divas too. And we could sell millions of albums, millions of records. We can sell out tours. And you know what, on top of that, I'm gonna have one of the longest running number one singles of all time. Hashtag you're welcome. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Yeah, I just I loved her. So there was just no other person that I wanted to pay tribute to. And uh, the cool thing about the way I did my show was I was celebrating her and her music, but I was still 100% myself. So I wasn't trying to be Whitney sound like Whitney, because let's be honest, those are really big shoes to fill. (laughs) So what I did was just took her iconic music and celebrated it in the best way that fit me. And, um, you know people just responded to it and then it just led to this incredible career and you know like i said all over the world so i'm just super thankful for it
1: that is very very cool very cool um so apart from that amazing experience you also did theater is that correct i did i
2: have a huge musical theater background yes you can't see it but i'm doing the robot hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and you were in some, I mean, really, really big, big shows. I mean, the color purple. I mean, that film was just iconic. And then obviously being on the stage show as well, must have been. Oh, yeah. You know. um,
2: yeah, it was so, so incredible. I'm um, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you going to take it else? Go, 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 Oh, okay. No, actually, the crazy thing was is that um, the color purple. So, I, like I said, I grew up in Thornton, Colorado, which is a predominantly white state. Um, So, and I grew up in the suburbs, which was, we were like the only black family on the block. And so getting to do a show like The Color Purple was the first time I had ever been in a cast of an entire black cast. It was the first time. And I'm not going to lie, I was really nervous because I used to just be like, hey guys, look at me, I'm belting in all these other shows and doing my thing. And I got to experience, um, you know, being in this incredible ensemble. And so that show there's so many memories for me for that because because of that because the black community coming together and putting on this incredible show the response to the show you know from the surrounding communities and stuff like that was just amazing and um my co-star ended up being uh who played seeley because i played Shagabri uh it ended up being a girl i had recently met because we were on the same season of american idol way back in the day and we ended up becoming uh, like co-star so it was just a really, really cool experience overall. And we would do things like Unnecessary Rift Sunday. And let me tell you, <laughs> you get an all black cast, do an Unnecessary Rift Sunday, you're oh, getting God. some good riffs. <laughs> I'll tell you I that. that was awesome. Um, awesome. It was so much fun. It was a blast. It's
1: very cool. Very, very cool. And also, obviously, rent. I mean, rent we know is huge because it had. Yeah. Obviously, the tv show you had Adina idina, uh, idina menzel and um yeah. i probably said her name totally wrong but there you go um <laughs> I mean, you had a huge cast in that as well so that must have been you know pretty cool
2: oh yeah that was um that was an amazing experience i got to play joanne uh one of my favorite parts uh such a great character such a great role and again that's one of those other really strong ensemble uh casts and we actually and uh, they have, you know, the Colorado Tonys, as you can call them. And we did actually win for best ensemble, you know, for the, for the show that we put together for that. So it was just, um, again, you just get to meet a bunch of different people, um, you know, bunch of, and what I loved about that show is that show was really diverse. There was lots of different nationalities within that show. And so it was just really cool to come together. And, you know, we, we do these rehearsals for months and then we're, we do the runs for months. So they end up becoming your family for at least half of a year. And um, so it's, it's, again, just a really great experience.
1: It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So tell us, <laughs> who are
0: some of the women that have inspired you to do what you're doing today? Oh, man. Uh,
2: there's a lot. And for different reasons. So when I was first introduced to country music, um, it was actually Tim McGraw who I heard at a pep assembly. The football team was, was dancing terribly, actually, to <laughs> Tim McGraw. And everybody was singing along and I was kind of like the odd man out. And I was, cause you know, my household we were listening to earth, wind and fire and uh, like the spinners and, you know, Whitney and uh, Michael Jackson and lots of more like Motown, like SoltA. And, um, you know, all of a sudden like all of my friends are singing the words to Tim McGraw and I'm like, uh, did I miss the rehearsal or the memo? Like what happened? Mm-hmm. And so that's how my music, that's how my journey started. And then I started. Then I fell in love with the women. So I started with Tim, and then you know I later on found you know Shanaya, Faith Hill, Leanne Rhymes, um, the Dixie Chicks. Like those are the women that I fell in love with because they were just they were just badass, and they were different. They were unique. They were edgy. Um, like Shanaya, oh, I think the one person you can look at like in comparison to my brand is definitely a Shania because she came on the scene scene. She was different. She, she had more a little bit of this pop element, but she was definitely country and she was edgy because she was so beautiful. And she was like, I'm going to show you that, like, I'm going to show off my curves. I'm going to wear these high boots. Like, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to apologize. I'm, I'm going to be unapologetic about who I am. And that's very much how I approach everything. And um, so I think she's probably one of the biggest influences. And then as far as like business side of things, I really look up to women like Beyonce and women like Taylor Swift, because not only are they incredibly beautiful and talented, and they're also incredibly talented songwriters, but they're also incredible businesswomen. Um, they're entrepreneurs. They they run their business. They're very much involved. They're not having... I mean, of course, they have a team of people to help them. But, you know, they're still the ones being like, hey, I need lights here. Hey, let's do this here. Hey, let's do that there. And um, they're just, they're boss babes, you know? And so as far as the business aspect of things, those are women that I look up to as well as Dolly Parton. She's very much an entrepreneur. She's very much a boss babe. Reba same. I mean, come on, like not only is she incredibly talented, but she's one hell of an actress too. And like, how amazing can you be to brand yourself in your own TV show and just have it, (laughs) have the TV show, just be your name. Like that's the title of the show. So Mm -hmm. um, like I look up to a lot of those women as well and all for different reasons. Mm -hmm.
1: Those are some amazing women. Different. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i must admit i saw an interview um i don't actually if it was with beyonce or about beyonce and that you know they were saying that what she expects people to put in she puts in just as much you know she doesn't expect yeah 100 and she puts in 90 she puts in as much as everybody else and she expects them to be you know, as good as she is, type things. Yeah, like if
2: that. I'm if I'm giving a hundred percent, like I expect you to give a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the same. And sometimes it's hard because you don't want to come across as being too demanding or, or being too things being certain ways with your team. But at the end of the day, what I appreciate about, about these women is it is their career and everything that they have done, they have done it because of asking for seeking for, for for perfection, asking for perfection, and it's not that they're perfect because nobody's perfect. But the the goal is to strive to be as as amazing as you can be, and that's what those women do, and that's what they expect their team to do. And I don't I don't see how you could not respect that or want to be a part of that because I want somebody to push me to be the best that I can be, a hundred percent. Definitely,
1: definitely. Absolutely.
0: And they're both—they're both very humble too. That's that's the other thing is oh they're gosh. themselves, and that is it. They're like, "This is me, and this yeah, is who I am." And yeah, they're take me for what I am, who I
2: was meant to be. Sorry, get my little rent moment in there for you, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: love it.
1: <laughs> that's so cool, but yeah, you've you noticed these these strong, powerful women are always really humble. They never think where they've come from and they're still striving to do more and more and more. You get the people who are complete divas and normally the ones that, you know, have fallen apart or their careers have, you know, died a few years down the road because, you know, you need to still keep giving back and, and everything else. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask you about the song Suffragettes. We were discussing, we weren't too sure how they put that together. Is it different every time or what it was? So,
2: yeah, so I'm actually I'm new to the song Suffragettes and I actually got discovered by Todd, who is um, the incredible gentleman that is behind the scenes. Um, He heard me on a podcast, I believe, um, uh, Color Me Country with Reese Palmer and uh, was like, who is this girl? and uh, my manager just so randomly cold called him like 2 days later and was like hey i just listened to her on color me country and i was like i need to get her on the show and so i did an audition for him over zoom and um and then sure enough like a week later i was making my debut on uh in the listening room which is an which is such an iconic place to play in nashville as a songwriter and, um, yeah, they're so organized They're so professional. It's different every week. So they always have a different lineup of girls and I think they rotate between quite a few. So it just kind of depends on who's available, who's in town, you know, things like that. And, um, it's all women powered and, uh, you know, we just get to go out there and share what we want. Like we don't have to be politically correct. We don't have to be, oh, a hundred percent radio, like friendly, like this is a pop you know, country song, that's going to be a number one hit. It could be a heart-wrenching ballad if that's what we're in the mood to share. And it's just really cool because the audience is so supportive. And for somebody like me, who's actually a new songwriter, um, in comparison to most, um, you know, artists, especially country music artists who are out right now. Um, you know, I've only, I only started writing less than a year ago. And, um, and in that time I've accomplished so much, but it's because, I was able to surround myself with incredible women like that and incredible writers who were supportive and encouraging. And that's what the whole night is about. Just, you know, women supporting women.
1: That's awesome. That's what we need. We need more of that. We need more women. We do. The women up, you know, I mean, we don't tear each other down. We're here to support Mm -hmm. each other. And, you know, and, uh, you know, there's enough stardom for us all to share.
2: Well, Absolutely. (laughs) I agree.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, I love it. (laughs) That's cool. Perfect. Okay. So we have this really cool, fun section. Okay. of quick five questions. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm putting my hands (laughs) down
2: to brace. There
0: there are no wrong answers. Okay. Okay. Whatever you say. It's
1: all fun yeah there's okay, nothing really right.
0: dodgy but it's, uh it's just you know just oh look there's tigger okay and tigger says hi tigger wants hugs now oh hi tigger hi he's,
1: <laughs> he's, so cute. he's like okay <laughs> i love it <laughs> okay so early okay. bird or night owl definitely night owl although no i'm just gonna go with
2: that guinness has changed my life a little bit but definitely night owl <laughs>
1: Okay. What sitcom family or TV family would you be a member of? Oh
2: my gosh, that's hard. Am I allowed to be friends? Are they considered a sitcom <laughs>
0: family? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we have to change that question to which friend would you want to be? Yeah. Right. Um. I think I'm definitely.
2: I'm like a mix between Monica and Rachel. Like for sure. Like I'm. I'm like kind of half and
1: half. <laughs> <laughs> Like Hello. That. That's cool. So, if we had a look on your phone or your iPod, what would be your guilty pleasure music?
2: Oh my gosh, um, I would definitely say my musical theater playlist, which has all the Glee, all of the High School Musicals. We're soaring, flying, there's out a star. I mean, if it's musical theater, like. I mean, I may not be bumping it in my apartment, you know, with the door open, but I'll have it in the headphones like while I'm cleaning or on a flight. Like, you know, I might have this cool mohawk and he's like, Oh, she's probably listening to, you know, something like, you know, like something hard or something. And I'm like, No, I'm listening to I'm listening to Glee right now. What
1: you talking about? <laughs> me, me and you have to be friends, but seriously. Uh, high school music. Oh my seriously. Anything musical. I love. <laughs> I've I'm even obsessed got- with high school musical. Like upset. Uh, I've even got like "Climb Jane" on my phone. Oh, love it. Girls. Okay, girl. We we are going <laughs> to chat about
2: musical theater after this interview. We're we're going to go ahead and get that bottle of tequila that we talked about before the interview, and then we're just going to have a, we're going to have a girls' night.
1: <laughs> love it. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. What's the weirdest, sweetest, funniest thing a fan has ever done for you?
2: Ooh, the weirdest, sweetest, funniest thing. Um, Actually, I don't know if it's funny or weird. I mean, lately I've been having fans draw me. Mm-hmm. And um, some are not created equal. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so... I wish I could show you guys right now. Like I can't share it with you guys right now because, and I I don't have the drawing in front of me, but um, like it's super flattering and it's so sweet, but there's one in particular that kind of scares me a little bit. Um, I'm just like, is that what my interpretation is? You guys, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but like at the same time, it's like really sweet and really flattering. And of course I still share it and like comment and be like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. But as far as like anything overly weird, hasn't been overly weird yet and I'm sure it will get that way. But I think that's kind of the sweetest and you know people have sent me gifts and things like that like when I was performing and doing Whitney like you know guests would like buy me like a gift or something all the time. But it was it was always sweet. It was never in like a in a weird way.
1: That's good. That's good. We'll, yeah. we'll stay away from the creepy. But at least these people try, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so sweet. Like I love it. So cool. I would never draw you because you'd probably have, you know, one eye like this one like this. and. Then
2: <laughs> like I couldn't even do it. I could barely draw a stick figure. I mean, <laughs> you say? I would be a
1: stick figure. I'm, yeah. If you do a stick figure and be
0: like, okay.
2: Yeah. Right. Like I, w- I would do like a stick figure and then like, like try to do a Mohawk. Yeah. And that would be it. That's all you, that's all you get for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. After um, the bottle tequila, though.
1: No, <laughs> that, that which, would be fun yeah.
0: <laughs> honestly, you know what would be better
2: is to keep drawing the same stick figure after at like 15 minutes after each shot and then seeing <gasps> how they change. How they change. They could either get progressively better or we just won't talk about how bad they are.
1: <laughs> the artistic, though, you know, like Bango, when things are like bigger and smaller, and you know, this all, yeah. Who
2: knows? Know. Like, well, I guess we'll find out after the interview. So you guys know that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, boots or heels?
2: Uh, definitely combination of both. High boots with with a with a nice heel on them. Yeah, perfect, perfect. What's your favorite drink? Um, Guinness, which is why I named my puppy Guinness. Oh
1: ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that. Um, what's your favorite non-alcoholic drink? Is that a thing? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding.
2: I'm kidding. Um I guess coffee. <laughs> Sounding like I have a very addictive personality at this point. <laughs> Guys, I swear, it's just caffeine and alcohol. I'm good. And sometimes water, okay?
1: (laughs) Um, What's your favorite holiday? Definitely Christmas. Yes. Um, What's your favorite animal? My dog, puppy. Little puppy. Little Guinness.
2: Um, He is a toy Australian shepherd. So he's got all the personality of a big Australian shepherd, but he's only 20 pounds. So he's like snack size. He's so cute.
1: (laughs) That is so cool. I love that. Um, If you could add somebody to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why?
2: Well, I think like it should be Dolly Parton. Of course. Because like, why not? Um, She, I mean, first of all, she's an incredible woman. Um, and well, the, the only reason I say this—I mean, granted, we could go political and we could go that route—but that's not as fun. Um, <laughs> it's not as fun. But the reason why is because Dolly is one of those really special people who is a boss. Like, she, there's no doubt that she's a boss, right? But she is. She is so kind. She's so nice. She's so careful with what she chooses to say and not say. And I think that she's such a great role model. She took her stardom and her fame and she realized that she had a responsibility because of who she was and who she is. And I feel like she really did it in the best way. And like who better to pave the way for us women than, you know, somebody like Dolly who was coming out with songs talking about, you know, like, like abortion and and like you know things like that like and losing losing your baby and and stuff like that way before that was ever a thing like she was a rebel but yet she somehow still managed to do it gracefully
0: (laughs) you make a great point
2: yeah
0: yeah and she's also she's an icon like who doesn't love dolly like everybody knows who dolly is and and (laughs) if you think about it she's really the first person who wrote about you know killing people and like really killing people in songs because I mean, there's so many songs she has, you know, where she's killed men, women, kids, yeah. dogs. I'm like she killed dogs <laughs> in songs. Come on. Yeah, like, she <laughs> like I want to get away with stuff. Like Dolly gets away with
2: stuff. Yeah. Like man, like <laughs> she, again, it's just because she's so sweet and she's so nice. And I also respect that she's always Dolly. Um, Like mm-hmm. every interview I've ever seen and anybody who ever talks about her, they always say, that dolly is dolly like even if you're in the same hotel room as her like you she will not walk in the same room with you without her being dolly she will have hair she will have makeup that is dedication like yes. that yeah. is true i know how long it takes for me to do my hair and so like it's it's, it's just dedication so i just i really respect that and appreciate about that about
1: yes. her
2: plus we need a girl on that you know we need oh, a girl anyway I'm Mount Rushmore. Like, yes. come on. Yes. Yeah. You, do. you
1: do. Let's bring up the aesthetics. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, what was the first concert you ever went to?
2: Um, The first concert I ever went to, what, oh, my gosh, was O-Town, who you guys probably don't even, do you guys even know who O-Town is? I
1: don't. They
2: were on... They were on, uh, Donna, do you remember that TV show? It was like, they like created pop groups, like boy bands. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was on one of those shows and they created this boy band called O-Town. And they were at the Ogden Theater. I was, I was in middle school and of course they were pretty. So, and boy bands really had just, started to become a thing. There was NSYNC and there was Backstreet Boys and, you know, 98 Degrees and LFO and, like, there was all these boy bands. So boy bands were just crazy. And, um, yeah, my mom got me tickets and she actually came to the concert with me. Um, she's a good mom. She's a rock star. And I'm also saying that because she's in the next room next door. So <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> uh, She's She's visiting me for two weeks. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Mom. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, she took me to that, and then, um, yeah, and then after that, yeah, I think, I think that was the first one, and I went to a couple boy bands, and then, of course, I saw, you know, Celine Dion, and some other, like, really big acts as well, too, so, um, yeah, my mom was a rock star, she, she definitely has always been supportive of my music, and making sure that I get to get out there and see live music. That's
1: perfect, I love that, we love you,
0: mom. Yeah, and so nice thank to hear you. someone say about the, the yeah we love your mom too. But the boy bands like oh, that, thank like, you. Yeah, it's like no one else has really like I've heard that we've heard Leslie and Gomez, we've heard like everyone else I think. But but that is like one of the first I can say that we've heard. No, yeah,
2: yeah. I
0: love that. Come on, the boy bands. I know all the songs too. That
2: actually might be a guilty playlist pleasure too. Like yeah. honestly, I have I have the boy band playlist. Mm-hmm. I
0: totally do. Like okay. I still have the LFO on my my iPod, so you know, oh my gosh,
2: uh, what is it? Summer Dreams, uh, is that the song? Yeah, summer dreams, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> come on, LFO, let's go. <laughs> oh, so, what's your favorite color? Um,
2: my favorite color is purple and um, emerald green, which is actually the color of my um, condo uh, here in Las Vegas. I have emerald green cabinets, I am committed. <laughs> definitely
0: <laughs> so what's the best thing since sliced bread um just a whole loaf of
2: bread no <laughs> <Just> really kidding <laughs> terrible
0: um since sliced bread
2: i don't know uh cupcakes do those count <laughs> like, <laughs> um
0: no, i don't there's no right or I don't, wrong I, answer to this
2: right i would say, i would say <laughs> cupcakes um, and I love that saying that, you know, cupcakes are just muffins that believed in miracles because <laughs> so true.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you could talk to anyone alive or dead, who would you want to talk to? And what would you want to talk about?
2: Man, that's hard. Um, it's actually really hard. Um, obviously there's like quite a few artists that pop into my head right now just huge icons like honestly i i I don't know it's it's not gonna sound weird okay michael jackson was an incredible artist but he was also kind of weird and a little bit he was so far out there compared to most artists especially like you know for his time and i would just love to know what was going on in his head. Like when I saw this is it and um, like watching him be again, one of those artists that's very involved with the brand and what's going on. Um, And his songwriting ability. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really great songwriters out there, but very few songwriters who are actually like artists, very few of, there's a small percentage that are actually writing number one hits for themselves, right? Um, He was one of those that was just an incredible artist, but he was also writing number one hits for himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I don't know, I just would love to know what was going on in his head. Like kind of the same with Prince or, you know, some of those like really, I mean, he played Mm -hmm. every instrument Prince. Like you just wanna know like Mm -hmm. what goes on in your brain just sitting, you know, on the couch. Like, do you even watch TV? Like, could you even watch TV? There's gotta be so much going on in your brain. I don't know. I think that would be cool. Aside from like politics and stuff that that's what I would pick. Those two. Sorry. I'm long winded. <laughs> no, it's all good.
0: <laughs> Those are great choices too. Definitely. So you. if you weren't doing music or theater or anything in that realm, what would you be doing? If I wasn't.
2: Yes. Um, right.
0: <laughs> that's even a harder
2: question, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, um yeah you guys if you could yeah I don't know they get to see this video because this is a podcast but if you guys could see my face right now I'm like drawing a blank um honestly that is such a hard question my I started singing when I was six and music has been such a huge part of my life I never had a backup plan um I've never once thought of a backup plan um I didn't go to college Uh, I didn't want to go to college um I, uh, was like, why am I going to pay somebody, you know, $60,000 to tell me what I already know that I can sing. I'd rather just go out there and get some experience and learn that way and learn on the job and get paid. And and that's exactly what I've done. And, um, yeah, so, so that's honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, bef- while I was on the come up, of course I was waiting tables and bartending and stuff like that, but I, I have a hard time believing a personality like me would have done that with the rest of my life, but I feel like I would be some sort of a CEO or of of something or, or um, because I'm very much behind the scenes with all of my branding and all of my stuff and calling the shots. And um, I'm just a very visionary person with, uh, you know, decor, like home decor and things like that. So I don't know. I feel like it would be something kind of in the same realm of what i'm doing just maybe not on the front lines maybe just more behind the scenes like producing or um i don't know
0: something like that that'd be cool that's cool yeah so if you could be a disney character what character would you be
2: just around the river bend, I look once more. Just around the river bend, beyond the shore. Um, so obviously I'm obsessed with Disney. Um, I know all things Disney. Um, I'm obsessed with Pocahontas. But <laughs> um, I love Pocahontas. Um, of course, I love Princess Tiana. Um, I got to play her for a couple things for Make-A-Wish Foundation and things like that, where we go visit uh, kids who are sick and we like perform for them and things like that. So... Um, I mean that's hard but I feel like now I could play any of them because times have changed and with the recent casting of you know um, is it Chloe Uh, in The Little Mermaid I feel like you know sky's the limit when it comes to you know to to play that so maybe maybe if there's like a live adaptation of um, uh, um, Frozen maybe I'll get to play Elsa that'd be
0: cool no, mm-hmm. i'm just gonna put that i'm just gonna put that in the universe yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: there you go that'd be awesome
0: what, what about on ice would you do it on ice <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't think ask.
0: anybody wants to see me on ice <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, i think that no yeah we don't we don't want to see that we
0: don't see that <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. okay it's terrible. so not on ice yeah. got it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what's your favorite flavor of ice cream
2: um, definitely.
0: Gosh, these are like all hard questions. I'm
2: one of those people that eats anything if it's like sweet enough or salty enough. Like, I'm gonna eat it. Um, I'm I'm when it comes to certain things, I don't have a lot of preference. So, I guess um, chocolate chip cookie dough. I think I eat the most of. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So then, let me ask the next question differently. Now that you said that, what is your go-to snack right now? The one that you like? You're like, this is the snack I have to have every day,
2: or um, every other day. <laughs> Uh, right. So, um, I'm actually on a health kick right now. Um, so it's not a fun answer. It's really not. And right now it's like hummus or in like cucumber, which sounds like so boring <laughs> or, <all> um, <laughs> uh, de-shelled, uh, pistachios. Those are like my favorite, like, uh, like lightly salted. Um, yeah. but I guess if I had to
0: pick, it would probably just be something simple as goldfish. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Those are all great choices. Yeah. Yeah. So hypothetically, if I came to you and said I have to hide a dead body, do you know a good place? If you are my best friend, yes.
2: (laughs) If you're not (laughs) people if you're not, then
0: the conversation never happened. Never happened. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Oh, what would be a theme song for your life
2: um besides everything is awesome <laughs> everything is cool everything is awesome actually i would actually that would probably be my theme song from yeah. Legos. everything is awesome yeah i just can't
0: <laughs> Lego you know that, that's the best the Lego
2: movie yeah. yeah. Like I just, you wait, you hear that song and you just can't help but smile
0: and be like, yeah. hell yeah, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, Let's <laughs> <Yeah>, go. Hey. <laughs> I was seeing that the other day at work. I was like, okay. It's one of those days that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Oh. So tell our audience a good recommendation of an artist, an album, a song or a couple artists that they should listen to before they die.
2: Oh man, that is so hard. Um, an artist, an album, a song, um, an artist, an album, a song. Uh, I don't want to go the obvious because we all know that everybody should listen to Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, um, you know, Prince and, uh, you know, Johnny Cash and, um, you know, Kenny Rogers and, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> well, I'm drawing so many breaks but everybody should listen to those artists we already know that um so maybe like more underground would be um oh this is so hard um you know who I feel like is underrated a little bit not a little bit I feel like she's is underrated is Leanne Rhymes? Mm-hmm. is I feel like if, if especially if you listen to her now like she's even better than she was like, she's absolutely incredible. I think that people should listen to Leanne rhymes, like start from the beginning of Leanne rhymes and listen to her progression because she is definitely underrated. And she, whenever, when everybody mentions is like your favorite female country, favorite female country artist, like she's always one that nobody ever mentions. I'm always like, y'all, what about Leanne rhymes? Like, don't be wrong. I love Mm -hmm. I said I love Shania. Like, I love me some Dolly. I love me some faith, but I think um, she's one that, a lot of fans should listen to. If you're, even if you're not a country music fan, you can just appreciate her vocals and how incredible she was. Because again, that was a time before auto tuning even existed, um, which is just truly incredible. And um, I think people should listen to if, because Prince, Prince, a lot of people listen to his mainstream stuff, but he was actually, you know one of the biggest underground artists that the world has ever seen um and i think that people should take some time and listen to his underground stuff that wasn't necessarily mainstream um but still you know widely popular if you were a true prince fan Mm -hmm. he he talks about things that are still relevant today and that's what's so crazy about music and and history and how it repeats itself yeah definitely
1: that's awesome perfect perfect okay last question Who is your favorite CWC host? Oh, that's
2: not fair. (laughs) I I believe the (laughs) fifth. That's it. Um, No, honestly, both of you ladies are amazing. Like, your energy has just been infectious. Like, this is probably... I'm not even saying this. This is probably one of the funnest interviews I've ever had, and there's been no alcohol involved. I mean, I'd say... I'd say that's a win-win. So you ladies are fun and you guys are so, got so much great energy, both of you guys. And um, I just, I think I've been smiling this whole time because you guys have been smiling this whole time. So I'm just, uh, I'm
0: having a blast with both of you ladies.
1: Perfect. That's what we Wonderful. like to we do. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> We just do it to see if someone actually answers the truth, you know, like like, someone actually did that one time just to see what would happen if we, you know. Right. My question is who has more access to backstage passes? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's a good question. I'm not sure yet if I have that answer.
1: I just (laughs) know some songwriters
0: (laughs) and, you know, some other songwriters and, yeah. Because then maybe... We might have a different discussion on our hands. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Oh, that's, hard. <laughs> I'm kidding. that's
0: hard. That's <laughs> bribery. Well, I am in the US, so I guess I have that slight advantage, right? <laughs> yes. All right, last right. Year. Oh, <laughs> oh, all right. Just yeah. lost you. Oh, there you go. Oh, all right. Yeah.
1: That's not fair. So, um, tell us, what does the rest of 2021 look like for you?
2: Um, it's a really busy year planned. Um, I I could go on a huge list, but I don't want to confuse any of the listeners or any new fans or current fans that are listening. But um, the biggest thing that I'm excited about next is that I will be making my debut on um, CMT on the actual TV broadcast with my brand new music video open. And that is my latest single that dropped a few weeks ago, which has gotten an incredible response thus far. And um, I'm just excited. Like it's, It's like, I'm official, you know, like they can't take it back now. Like (laughs) I'm a part of, I'm a country music association member and now I'm on CMT. Like you guys can't take it back. I'm real. (laughs) So I think that's the biggest thing that I'm excited about. And of course we have a ton of other things. I'm excited to hit the road again um, shortly after that. And um, yeah, I just say for anybody listening, you know, follow me on social media, follow me on my website and I'm constantly updating everything. Um, And there's a lot in store for right now. Perfect. Perfect. So
1: next we need to get you on the Grand Ole Opry. Remember, that'll be next. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. That is a hundred percent next. And we yeah. are definitely working on that.
1: <laughs> that's what we like to do. I'll yeah. be in
0: the audience that night, unless you're going to have me backstage. That's yes. cool too. But you know, <laughs> either or. That's, well, you could, do, you could do both because you know, the audience,
2: yeah. you know, if you're backstage, you're allowed to come on stage and watch. I mean, I don't know if that's still the same during COVID right now, but hopefully,
1: Hopefully by that time, it will be. Well, we'll just say you, we're your entourage. We have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> we have to be exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. I'm and here to hold whatever she needs be... me to
0: hold. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the great. dog, the, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The dog, Forget the Guinness. whatever. Yeah, cool. yeah. Guinness. <laughs> yeah. whatever. Sorry. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on today. And you are welcome back anytime.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, ladies.
0: I had a blast. Uh, Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Crazy Women Country. Ladies, guys. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.